as the myth turns. Because mythology is the greatest soap opera of all time. With your cultural interns, Eris. And Z. Interns, because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. Hi guys, I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And today we're going to be talking about fox spirits. Yeah. I'm going to say this as if everybody's me. When I think of fox spirit, I automatically think of the Japanese kitsune. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about it, but that's kind of all I've really ever heard about fox spirits is, mm-hmm. is in connection to kitsune. But I don't know. Before researching, I didn't know a whole lot about them. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I thought of. And then, like, if I thought about it harder, like, like pre-research, like, b- before I went into Google and was like, I don't know, fox spirits around the world, you know? Right. Um, I did the same thing. <laughs> pretty much. Um, like, if I thought about it harder, I'd be like, well, there's also fox, like, Aesop's fables, Mm. Or, like, you know, you have the, the fox character, like, little less spirit. But I guess you could think of it as, like, an archetype right? kind of thing. Like, the fox character. First thing I really think of is, so, in Asia, there are several different types of fox spirits. At, at least in terms of, um, they all kind of come from the same myth from China, which is the Hulijin. They're either, like, they're the nine-tailed fox. Mm-hmm. They're either good, they're either bad. They're mischievous. They're, they can sometimes be seen as, like, omens for both good things and bad things happening, kind of depending on what the fox is doing. Mm-hmm. They're frequently involved in, like, religion in terms of, like, they're seen as, like, messengers to the gods or that kind of thing. So you see statues of foxes near shrines and stuff like that. This is where, um, so a lot of this, if you're familiar with Kitsune or even, like, Gumiho and stuff, like, you see probably, like, some overlap. Like, that sounds familiar. There is that whole idea that the older a fox gets, the the closer to the divine it becomes. And, like, mm-hmm. the more tail deserves. Like, that's... That's from the base Chinese myth. Right. Japan, like, took it, you know, like, like was when China colonized Japan very many thousands of years ago. Right, <laughs> we were right. We're talking like 8,000 BC. It obviously brought over the, the culture. Um, they took the whole, like, it's an intelligent being with, like, some paranormal abilities. The older it gets, the closer it gods it gets. They're seen as the, uh, they're the messengers of Inari, who is, like, the, the goddess of fertility and rice harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're frequently given offerings at temples. There's, uh, there's tons of fox statues at temples in Japan. And then you see little offerings of Inari, which is also the name of food. Mm. <laughs> and so you see, like, these little, like, rice things that's wrapped in, like, fried tofu, mm. which is delicious i'm just i'm put it that way anari is like some of my favorite things to eat like it sounds it's like it's rice with wrapped in fried tofu I'm like look if we can fry a twinkie and make it delicious this stuff is also delicious right because <laughs> it gets really sweet some of the some of the stuff that i found about the fox spirit or the mm-hmm. nine-tailed fox yeah um, in chinese myth um is that they believed that foxes could become human yeah. By wearing a skull and worshipping the Big Dipper constellation. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would have to try on multiple skulls to find one that would fit without falling off. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of interesting because reading that when I was first researching, it kind of gave me the mental image of Cubone, the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah really, yeah. I can see that. In <laughs> Japan, like they can shapeshift, but they can also shapeshift yeah. into... There's a lot of different shape-shifting creatures in, yeah. in Japanese myth. Um, like, one of these days we got to do the tanuki. Because <laughs> they're, they're intensely interesting. Uh, I'm <laughs> intensely gonna, I was, was going to say another word, but we're just going to live with the interesting. Um, <laughs> but then there's also, like, the humiho or the gumiho, which is the Korean fox. Uh, yeah, you yeah. Literally nine-tailed fox mm-hmm. in, in Korean. Uh, but they're almost always, like, evil. And they shape-shift into a beautiful woman for the like the sole purpose to like seduce and and kill men yeah they like eat their livers 
and yeah yeah oh heart <laughs> i know i didn't see a whole lot about the korean version mm-hmm. of the fox spirit i don't know just looking at our notes i think what i found on kitsune f- as far as J- japanese mm-hmm. culture goes looks a lot different than what you found um and it's i don't know I wonder if that... There's a pretty wide cultural mythos space. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of foxes in Shintoism. Mm-hmm. And then even some in, like, the, the Buddhism, like, the, ja- the Japanese, like, flavor of Buddhism. Right. There's a lot of fox myth there. Like, they just... So it could just be, like, there's there's different aspects of it. Like, there's definitely the foxes that are viewed as... Like, the, the white foxes, usually with red markings, mm-hmm. those are specifically the divine ones that are the messengers, messengers of Inari. I... All the other foxes can just are just like a grab bag of like, eh, they could be mischievous. They could be like, because of a prior event in their own personal history, be like, I'm going to kill all humans because fuck those guys. They right. could also, because of prior things in their own personal history, be like, Man, humans are great. I'm going to try to help them out. You know, right. so they're just like all over the place. I found other stuff from across the world about foxes being messengers for gods. Mm-hmm. Um, but, real, but real quick, one of the things I wanted to mention about uh, Chinese fox spirits is that they were considered an auspicious omen that would appear during times of peace. Um, according yeah. to a guy n- named Guo Pu, who, and he, he also said though, that eating foxes could protect you from insect poisons. So like being huh. poisoned by insects, like, uh, like being poisoned with something drawn from an insect or, you know, being stung by an insect, okay. like eating foxes could protect you from that. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting that yeah, I found. Yeah. In yokai folklore, they, they would shape shift uh-huh. shape shift into humans kind of similar to the mm-hmm. Chinese folklore. Sometimes they were tricksters, faithful guardians. Yeah. But like we kind of talked about Wives. that. There's right. a definitely a lot of fox wife stories. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, um, oh, a no, lot... I married a fox. No, really. I married a fox. Right. Right. <laughs> like, a lot of... She literally has fur and a tail. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the legends uh, that I found seem to come from... Uh, the way that humans and foxes lived so close together. Yeah. That the, whenever humans would expand in their communities and stuff, mm-hmm. it, they just were so close in the forests and whatnot mm-hmm. that foxes were living in the cities with them, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, foxes eat a lot of mice and mice eat a lot of rice. <laughs> and... I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, okay. It... These, these, are the, these are the things. It's like cats, mm-hmm. having cats in the barn and stuff. It's like, oh, these yeah. are the animals that help keep the vermin out of our crops that we also want to eat. Right, right. And they only very occasionally steal a chicken that we want to keep. Yeah, you know. <laughs> More like the horses did that. Yeah. Saying. Horses eat eggs. It's creepy. It is. It's creepy as shit. Yeah. It's like some... that's why they're that's why their coats are so like beautiful. <laughs> it's because all the all the B vitamins. <laughs> yep. That's exactly it. Um at the height of superstition in Japan, which would would have been sixteen oh three to eighteen sixty seven, mm-hmm. foxes were thought of as familiars to witches and whatnot. Oh, okay. Well that's like that's pretty uh you said in Japan? Mm-hmm. I was say, that's pretty on point for Europe, too. Right, yeah. I mean, which <laughs> a lot of colonizing. The, oh, I was like, yeah, vaguely the same time period, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, what I had found that was that in general, 
in when when somebody would say fox spirit, they didn't mean spirit as in like a ghost. Yeah. But they meant it as as in something that was enlightened or knowledgeable or even magical. Mm-hmm. And that there were a couple of classifications of kitsune. There was the Zenko, which literally translated to good foxes. Mm-hmm. And they were just benevolent. They were usually celestial beings. Okay. Uh, then there was the Yako, which mm-hmm. literally translated to field foxes, also called the Nogitsune. Um, oh, and eh, they yeah. were the ones that tended to be They're malicious or yeah. mischievous. And then Ninko, which is an invisible fox spirit that humans can only see when the fox spirit possesses them. So that one was oh. more of like a ghost. Yeah. Like entity and then tenko which meant heavenly or celestial fox and when a fox turns a thousand years old and gains their their ninth tail yeah they would turn white or golden and then they would ascend to the heavens mm-hmm. which sounds yeah. so cute yeah. <laughs> divine fox fox god right essentially yes. essentially <laughs> hey guys it's Ares cut again for our regularly scheduled commercial break I'd like to thank Pack Mule Photography for sponsoring this episode. They are a photography business based in Coweta, Oklahoma. You can visit them on their website, packmulephotography.com. I'd also like to thank Mac Boyle for producing this show and letting us crash his space and also edit our episodes. And basically, um, he kind of just makes the show work. Mm-hmm. And he does all this stuff. And we only very occasionally wreck his house. <laughs> of which we feel both incredibly sorry about and and also like you let us back in <laughs> i'm just saying saint mac just saint mac <laughs> so no really thank you so much and so if you if you like our show you should totally check out the fourth wall season two which will be airing october 20th and also sometimes we occasionally say things in it so- yep <laughs> And thanks to all of our listeners. We just love hearing from you. You you like our show and, and we, we really appreciate everyone who comments and who are just follows us on Twitter. Every single time I get a new follower, I'm like, yay! No, I like I literally clap like a small child. So thank you so much. Random fact of the day. Where did we get the word hello from? And I'm phrasing this as a question because I'm actually about to answer it. So... <laughs> But that, that was actually a question that was posed to me. Somebody at the library asked me, where did we get hello from? Uh, and I realized that I knew some of it, but not all of it. So I researched it because that's what I do. We started with the word basically hail and well met. Any of those old like like Ren Faire kind of things or just, just epic fantasy novels in pseudo-Europe. English language started with hail, H-A-L-E. Which also means I'm um, like hale and healthy, like like it's it means whole, healthy, sound of limb, and it was used as a like I wish health upon, like it, it was it was a greeting of the whole like oh yes, like it's sound to in our vernacular now it sounds like it should be used more as a, as a goodbye, like oh I wish health upon you, have a good day sir, but this this is what you used to greet with it. It also has roots in the same word as holler because frequently people would see people farther off than necessarily their voice could carry. So there was literally lots of hail over there. I hope you're healthy and not like injured and trying to hurt me or something. I guess they have the same root word as holler. So that was already a greeting. That's partly where hello came from because the actual H-E-L-L-O came from Thomas Edison when he invented the telephone. He wanted one of the first when he was like working at the bugs and stuff and he finally got it done. He was going to have one of his friends call him Andrew Hullo, H-U-L-L-O. 
And he answered the phone, hello? And it turned out to be somebody completely different. <laughs> somebody else, obviously, who had the technology. But it, it wasn't his friend. He was expecting the call, and it wasn't. And that friend was like, this is great. It sounds a lot like hail or whatever. The, the, the other greeting they use, like, we'll just, start, we'll just start saying hello. That sounds great. I find this really amusing because what Thomas Edison really wanted for a greeting on the telephone was ahoy. Ahoy! <laughs> ahoy! <laughs> Yes, I can come into work today. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Pretty much. Ahoy! No, I don't care. Click. Stop calling me. Put Ahoy! Me I me don't know anybody, Nigerian African princes. Thank you. <laughs> Click. Oh, if only we could answer all of our spam like that. I will from but now on. I want people to send me spam. Gonna be like, ahoy! Fuck off, please! <laughs> so, that is the origin and the evolution of the word hello. We had that as a greeting, kind of with a different vowel and a different esque meaning. Then it was literally mistaken identity to totally replace ahoy, matey! Honestly, we could have all been pirates, and I'm just like, I don't know, maybe, maybe we should have gone with ahoy. That sounds like something that you would see in like a time traveler movie. <laughs> Like like a time like somebody just happened to have this technology to call Thomas Edison on a phone. We like, gotta change the word hello. Right. Like, <laughs> like I up. am so tired. Like no, no, it was totally the person that invented Chips Ahoy. He was like he was like, I wanna name these after me, but also I don't want people to call them like Ahoy chip Ahoy cookies, you know? Mm-hmm. Like greeting cookies. So he went back in time. And had them change the greeting so he could name his cookies Chips Ahoy. A new movie. Conspiracy confirmed. (laughs) Coming (laughs) now to a bookstore near you. This is a book that's gonna happen. Time travel Ahoy. Out in theaters. Now it's gonna title. Twenty years ago. And that's that's our fact of the day. Now back to the episode. As many people are probably familiar with who know the English language, or maybe not, the English language is a crockpot. Fox or foxy is often slang for a woman with sex appeal. Mm, yeah. Um, and vixen means uh, an attractive woman or somebody with quote unquote nasty qualities. Yeah. yeah. Which um, is actually taken literally from the name of a female fox. Right, yeah. right. So that's just some fun stuff that has to do with foxes. The embodying the spirit of the fox. I feel like that's a song. Maybe it's a movie. It might be. I don't know. I don't remember. Whatever. I don't don't remember things. (laughs) I say as I'm like, I'm not on a research podcast. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's not my notes. It doesn't exist. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, Also, though, like shenanigan is from an Irish word that I'm going to spell and not say because I don't know how to say it. But I do know how to spell it. Uh, Because it's written down. Is S-I-O-N-N-A-C-H-U-I-G-H-I-M. Shenanigan. (laughs) My Gaelic is really rusty. As in, I never actually took a class in it. Right. But I I took a classics course Mm -hmm. about Irish literature. Mm -hmm. And so obviously there's a lot of Gaelic in that. I feel like that's really close to shenanigan. I feel like shenanigan like became a word for a reason. And that's because that's probably really close My, to the pronunciation like, of it. Like, honestly, if I had to guess, it, I would guess, like, Shinokagaim, maybe? I think that H is silent. Yeah. I think all H's are silent. I, dude, I really, I don't know. But anyways, it means yeah. I, it means I play the fox. Like, that's yeah. what the translation of it is. As in, like, 
you're kind of a trickstery, foxy kind of person. So that's yeah. what shenanigan, like shenanigan is, yeah. is translated from. And I get into all the shenanigans and hijinkses. So I love that. I was like super excited to to read up on that. That was funny. And and I know because of of, of family reasons, um, I have I have family with the last name of Fox. Not Fox, rather, but Todd, which is the Gaelic word for Fox. Mm-hmm. And I know that was a tendency to name people generations ago. Mm-hmm. Um, give them the last name of Todd the Fox um, right. for being like either like rascals or scoundrels or just straight up criminals and thieves. Right. <laughs> like you just sort of like, oh yeah, Bob, he's that purse snatcher. Yeah, he's he's a real fox, that one. Just Bob Fox, whatever. Right, you know? right, Bob the Fox. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, it wouldn't be Bob, I guess, but yeah, this last name would be Todd. Yeah. And there's a lot of Todds here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of Todds in America, That's which is cool. funny because every once in a while I'll be watching credits mm-hmm. and the the name somebody Todd will pop up and I'm like, is that my cousin? No, it can't be. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, because there's like there are eight million Todds <laughs> here in America, so. right? I thought, that's a made up number. I just that's hyperbole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like there's eight million. <laughs> but before before we started recording, you had mentioned that there was like a town. Um, yes, Toddville. Yeah, yeah. And I like jokingly said all Todds come from Toddville, which is half a joke. Right. <laughs> it's like Be- a quarter of a joke. <laughs> because because there was like a prison there or like a yeah, jail yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was super cool. It's on the western side of Ireland, right? Near Galway. Like like a tangentially related to how Australia was, where people would dump their criminals. And so oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. one of the big reasons why Australia was colonized. Yeah. Oh. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, only only kind of sort of tangentially related in the fact that they're both <laughs> criminals. I I don't know. I like ADD brain. My bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can't so, guess from the last name O'Reilly. <laughs> right. Kind of kind of kind of related up up yeah. thereabouts. <laughs> yeah. In Europe, since we're kind of talking about Europe, yeah. well, not kind of. We are talking about Europe. Yeah, but totally. Um. In early Mesopotamia, oh, okay. the fox is a sacred animal, and the messenger, the goddess, Minharasga. Yes, hey, I got that note too. Awesome. Me too. I did. My literature says that Mesopotamia Except fox I... is a sacred animal of goddess Ninharasga. We're, we're on the same website. <laughs> <laughs> Who was they, they? The foxes were messengers of yeah. the goddess. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. In, okay, so I, I figured out my notes cool, cool, because cool. I am a hot mess. Um, so <laughs> we're both in, <laughs> in Bulgaria and Russia. There's Kumalisa, okay. which is a fox, and she's usually I don't I don't know if it's a she. I, I made the the assumption because of the name Lisa, but it might not be a she. Anyways, foxes were tricksters, and the opposite of the trickster fox was the wolf, which is Kumcho Vulko. Neat. That so it's like a, the, the, the trickster and then like, like the two, literal one, I guess. <laughs> right. Like there was, there was like two, two sides of the coin. Okay. So cool, I thought cool, that cool. was fun. Like that's, I kind of wish I had done more research on it, but I was running out of time. Yeah. But just yeah. the differences there is that the, the fox is seen as the trickster and the wolf is, is seen mm-hmm. as their opposite. In Finnish mythology, foxes are smart tricksters, very clever, but mm-hmm. they're, they're very rarely evil. They're just, they're just kind, yeah. of, kind of a little mischievous. And the fox, while physically weaker, always outsmarts the evil and hungry and strong wolf. The brute strength. Or, uh, sorry, not strong. Like the the evil, evil and hungry wolf and the strong but dumb bear. Oh, okay. And all their like stories really tend to illustrate like intelligence versus malevolence and brute strength. Mm-hmm. 
So I thought that was super interesting, the way that the Finnish mythologies kind of connect to the Bulgarian and Russian mythologies there yeah. with, with their kind of fox creature spirits. Yeah. No. Hmm. Eh. I know that, well, I'm kind of speaking of like like out, outsmarting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The two Messian fox in Greek mythology. I mean, I, I got the idea that it wasn't all foxes. It was like a particular fox mm-hmm. always evaded its hunter mm-hmm. to the point of like driving the other, like driving the hunter mad. That's super Because cool. it was just like, like, you literally can't catch me. Yeah. <laughs> Separate from, like, that kind of cunning trickster, mm-hmm. but more with the the change, because there's a lot of shape-shifting foxes in, in Asian culture. The Scottish myth has foxes equal transformation and change. Mm-hmm. The the daughter of the sun, yeah, green, <laughs> which doesn't seem Scottish to me at all. But that's, right. that's what know. I got. <laughs> that's, that was information that the computer fed back to me. She had been locked away and she was permitted to go to the mortal, mortal world as a fox. So later it was the fox was then seen as a symbol of transformation. That's cool. And, and speaking of Finnish myth, you were saying that like they're rarely seen as evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually saw a couple of things that had mentioned that foxes weren't just outright evil. In Europe mm-hmm. until Christianity. Yeah. Because Christianity with uh, several other animals and then different types of, like flowers and whatnot equated the the, the color red with mm-hmm. Satan. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, foxes are usually red. They must be Satan's animal. And that's when they started picking up their like their evil vibe. Right. In um I don't have anything in my notes here, so I'm just going off of my memory. So if I'm wrong, feel free to comment and let me know I'm wrong. In uh, I think it's really interesting that you bring that up because it seems like a lot of the times in our symbolism and mythology and stuff kind mm. of of our current cultures, foxes yeah. are kind of seen as mischievous troublemakers. And that's in, in American culture yeah. specifically. It might be everywhere else. I'm assuming it is, but mm-hmm. specifically in American culture, which is super odd because um, in Native American cultures, yeah. uh, many, many of them, the coyote is actually... The yes. mischievous trickster that's going to lead you astray. And foxes mm. are just intelligent, fun beings. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you let a fox trick you into something super dumb, then you are probably deserved it kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but like, exactly. I mean, you know, it's kind of like when somebody's like, hey, Goebbels written on the ceiling. Like, if you look up, like, bro, like, come on, man. Fox is like, that's an easy one. (laughs) Right. That's what I'm familiar with as far as many Mm -hmm. uh, Native American traditions and lore and stuff. Mm -hmm. However, there's the Meskwaki tribe, aka Mm -hmm. Fox tribe, um, who are known probably now as Sack and Fox. Yeah. Yeah, Their tribes tribes were um, very similar and also locationally, Mm -hmm. like they were always right next to each other. Right, right. um, And they're they're, kind of blended together. Originally, they were just called the Sock People. Yeah. Like, S-A-U-K. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Fox was added when there was a clan that called them themselves a uh, Fox clan. Mm-hmm. But the French mistook it and thought that that was what the whole tribe's name was. Oh, And yeah. so, with you know, just down the, the many years of being called Fox and then mm-hmm. there were the Sack became fo- Sack and Fox. Yeah. But they get their names from their creation myth. Wisaka, which was the uh, creator, created the first humans out of red clay. And they called themselves the Meshkwa... Oh, God, I'm. this is not an Iroquoian language. No, um, no it's not. <laughs> this is, this is Algu- Algonquin, so I'm probably... Mm-hmm. This is not what I've been learning. It'd be Meshkwa Kihaki, yeah. I think, which means red earths. So I thought that was, that was super yeah. interesting. Yeah, my, the way that my, etymology my boy is sack and fox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I've, yeah. Like, I've heard some of this before. Yeah, right. I just I think it's super funny mm-hmm. how etymology 
begins and ends with you know how how, how it started and how the way it evolves into what we got now right so yeah. i thought that was a fun one fun one to mention so so swinging back over to vaguely europe mm-hmm. there are there are fox spirits uh as a as a group of animals of like guardian spirits mm-hmm. in in north scandinavian culture mm-hmm. so there's the um the fielger which i think i butchered that because <laughs> it's norwegian <laughs> i mean yeah uh, but they're they're like a supernatural guardian spirit usually uh usually associated with a family line mm-hmm. um and they accompany the the people of the family throughout their life of uh, they like either appear to them spiritually or sometimes in times of great danger. Mm-hmm. There were several of them, wolf, bear, fox being the kind of like the prominent, the, the more widely known ones. Although I did actually like, like cause this is vaguely connected to the idea of the berserker. Mm-hmm. There's also like, I think there's Eagle in there too. Like there's, there's a couple of like the biggest ones are like wolf, bear, fox. They appear in two different forms. They appear in their animal forms. I've seen a lot of stuff too, where people, especially that family, if you're a, if a fox is connected to your family, like mm-hmm. you see a fox, you can like, oh, that's an omen. Like, like they're trying to, like my family ancestors are trying to tell me something. Right. They can also appear as a female spirit to like deliver messages. Right. Yeah. I'm- and it's just kind of, it's kind of interesting. Cause I'm like, I'm very white and I'm like, that's what they told me indigenous tribes do. Yeah. And then I'm looking it up and I'm just like, no, this, I mean, like, not, not to say like, no, they didn't do it, but mm-hmm. like, I'm looking, I'm like, this, some of the material I'm finding was from like 800 AD. And I'm like, oh, it was just kind of a, a similar thing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of popped up. I know what I've heard from, you know, my family and uh-huh. grandparents and stuff, um, that in Cherokee uh, traditions, that when a cardinal visits you is when a, a past family member is oh. attempting. I've, I've heard it mostly as like recently passed. Uh-huh. It can be like an ancestor or somebody's uh-huh. there to to either tell you something or, you know. I, I mean, it kind of, de- I guess it kind of depends on the family tradition. Um, in some traditions, it's like uh, they're there to warn you that the path that you're on is, is not the one you're meant for mm-hmm. or is not a good one or they're just there to tell you that you know they're there watching over you yeah so i think that's i think it's kind of interesting that there's like the fox the red connotation because i know a lot of the times what we don't realize is like color symbolism has a lot to do with most symbolism things are often associated whether they seem like they have connections or not based purely on the color that they are yeah um yeah, like, sometimes human like beings for, are pretty simple. Right. Like, right. Like for example, like for example, okay, so foxes are considered super cunning and clever. Yeah. Apple, the Bible cre- uh, uh, Bible creation yeah. uh, mythology, like Adam and like, Eve ate from the forbidden fruit. Never in there does it say that it's an apple. No. Apples are red, foxes are red. Yeah. Like they just like shit, I'm maybe be the same thing. Right. 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 Like also apples come in different colors. <laughs> right. I mean, but you know, right. like yeah. typically. No, no, but it's always drawn. It's like painted. Mm-hmm. Like later now, down yeah. the road, it's always painted as a red apple. Yeah. I found this fox spirit um, from Africa. Uh, it's in West Africa. So in Mali, which is in West Africa, um, Dogen was a, a, a pale, also known as pale fox, oh, okay. um, was the trickster god of the desert. And he was like the embodiment of chaos. And he was a messenger for the gods. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes he was both. Sometimes he was one or the other. It mm-hmm. just kind of depends on, you know, what your source is. But because of his uh, involvement in the culture there, they have a saying in Swana, only the muddy fox lives. 
which means that only an active person who doesn't mind getting muddy in the progress of life gets to truly enjoy the the world around them. And I just think that's super cute. That's actually really cool. It's like the person who's actually like like willing to like go out and live life. Right. Who's who's gonna get down and dirty and doesn't mind getting a little messed up is really gonna be the one that enjoys their life at the end of it. I I think that's super cute. So only the muddy fox lives. I've been saying that a lot since I like researched this shit. (laughs) Somebody will be like, Well, I don't know, that sounds kind of scary. And I'll be like, bitch! Only the money fox lives. And they're always like, uh, like, okay, just, you know, do it. Just go. Just live your life. Just do it. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> like, right. Just do it. <laughs> Anyways. Only the money fox lives. <laughs> Only the money fox lives. <laughs> I'm doing the gestures and everything. I know y'all can't see it, but it's pretty great. Anyways. <laughs> one more thing it's super short so ancient people of peru i think it's mochi but that might be like japanese pronunciation of the word um it could be also like maki m-o-c-h-e maybe i don't know anyways they believed that foxes were warriors who could fight with their minds and they never fought physical fights they only fought in the realm of the mind yeah that's pretty cool that's 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 actually that's really cool yeah (laughs) Yeah. so that was it that's all i've got is that all you got that's all that's all i got then i guess we're out of time Yes, we are. And I think our next episode, we're doing ghost stories. Oh, hauntings. Yes. We're doing ghost stories for our next episode. I'm so excited because I've had like this weird, shit's been moving lately and I'm so excited to talk to you guys Oh, yeah. No, like I think your ghost came over to haunt me for a while. Yeah. It was, ooh. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. So, happy Halloween, y'all. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Catch you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to like, 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 and subscribe to As The Myth Turns on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter. And visit us on patreon.com slash ATMT. Transcripts for this episode can be found at our WordPress site, asthemythturns.wordpress.com. Our theme song is called Fretless by Kevin McLeod. You can find this song and all his others at incompetech.com.